When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to Garibaldi Reds, a Nottingham Forest podcast. As Forest travelled to Villa Park, well, the fans did, not sure about the players, especially in the first half. The Reds showed a little character after 45 minutes, but it was too late and it wasn't enough for Forest. Well beaten by Aston Villa for two, joined today by Sarah Clapson, Reds correspondent. Sarah, good morning, how are you? Morning, good, good, thank you. Good, good stuff. And uh, also joined uh, today by somebody slightly different uh, and new to the podcast, uh, Sam, founder of the Tricky Tea T-shirt business. That's a tongue twister, uh, which makes Forest <laughs> T-shirts and, and general merchandise and stuff. Um, Sam, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Thanks, Max. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, feels a bit surreal to be, to be on this side of the camera. But um, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, we are live across YouTube and Facebook and everything like that, Nottingham Forest News and Garibaldi Red. So if you want to get your comments in today, uh, to me, Sam and Sarah, you're more than welcome to as we discuss the Forest Villa performance uh, and digress, really, uh, where Forest kind of go from here and the huge week ahead. And then at the end of the podcast, we will be giving away a nice T-shirt that Sam is uh, modelling for <laughs> us. So that nice Alanga T-shirt. Um, we'll give that away um, at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned until then. Um, right, let's begin then, Sarah. Um, sat across me, uh, the opposite side of the press box, really. Uh, I was in the away and you were at the press box. I couldn't really see you, but I can imagine it was um, it was pretty miserable as the away end was, especially the first half. It, it wasn't a great watch, that first half, was it at all? Um, it kind of set the tone, really, after four minutes with the goal, uh, and then it, it didn't get any better from there. Forrest weren't in the game and um, the goals were terrible really poor goals to have conceded particularly after the clean sheet the week before kind of thought that was something to build on and, and work with but they just weren't at the races there was too many players had an off day in the first half um, it did get better in the second half I have to say it was a, a real improvement um, it was just Forrest had too much to do by that point 3-0 down, got one back obviously before the break, but still it it was a lot to do. Um, having said that, had a couple of really good chances and could have gone 3-3. Alanga scores that goal, different, completely different um, outlook then. But I think it, it was just, it was one of those days. It, it was miserable to watch the first half, batter in the second, but... A tough one. Um, a Villa are a great side, a really good side. I think you have to say that and, and give them a lot of credit. But um, Forest just weren't at the races in that first half. No, you weren't. I'm going to unmute my mic. That would be a good start on a Monday morning. Um, uh, we weren't, and, and it was just one of those days. Uh, you're right. And, and, and Villa are a good side, the fourth in the league for a reason. Uh, we are live on YouTube and Facebook, Nottingham Forest News and Garibaldi Red. So be sure to get your comments in and we will display them on the screen and read them out throughout today's stream. Uh, Sam, when you kind of look at Forest on a whole this season, 
And then the game against Villa, it just seemed really like, again, typical Forest. You concede in the first five minutes and and everyone kind of around me in the way, away end almost didn't really react because it's expected that, that Forest always seemed to kind of start games badly. I mean, if you kind of take away the West Ham game, actually, um, Forest always seemed to have kind of the first 10 or 15 minutes, whether that's conceding the goal or not. It, it always just seems to be a slow start, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um I think it was it was quite frustrating going from that West Ham game where I thought we were probably it's probably one of our best games of the season. We kind of dominated, really limited their chances, and we looked like really dangerous. And we could have had a few more, to be honest. Um, and then obviously starting the game as we did, obviously Villa are a great team, and they they really made a really aggressive start and flew out the traps really. And we just didn't really know how to handle it. Um, and like you say, yeah, it's it's always going to be hard away from home, and when you when you start and concede a goal like that straight away. I mean, I think I saw some stat that. In the 13 games or something like that, I think before the game that we'd conceded first, we'd, we'd gone on to lose nine, um, which isn't great viewing. And it, it, especially away from home when you've got Villa Park, which is bouncing and, and it's, it's hard to kind of come back from that, really. So we didn't really help ourselves. Yeah, no, we didn't at all. Sarah, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because last season we had a similar problem um, in kind of terms of starting games quite badly. But... This season, it does seem to happen a lot, and 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 even at home this year as well. I mean, you just wonder whether it's more of a mentality thing with the players, or or whether it is just almost them still kind of finding the feet. You know, there's a lot of players that that, that haven't played in the Premier League before in terms of uh, you know Forest, but but then you look at the squad actually, and you think, um, you know, they are proven footballers, and 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 to start games badly, it it, it, it all, all, almost must be causing Nuno quite a lot of problems. I can imagine him. I can imagine him just. I mean. I, looked at him, stood on the, the touchline and he just looked in deep frustration after the first five minutes. Yeah, I mean, you have to start well. Whether, keeping a clean sheet, you, you have to be solid from the from the go um, and, and then try to get forward as well, build on something. Um, didn't do that at all on Saturday. It was, I know we'll probably talk about it in a bit, but I, I think he's selection choice was was wrong um starting Musa Niakate at left back I think it it just set the wrong tone the balance wasn't there he got done within the first few minutes Murillo also um and it, it just kind of never got going after that and once you've conceded after a few minutes you, you're on it's an uphill battle already didn't settle down quickly enough um and it took a while just to get a grip on the game. And that it is something that Nuno is going to have to work on. I think what Saturday showed is that the West Ham game was fantastic, really good all-round team performance. Individually, collectively, Forest were, were terrific. Saturday showed there's still a, a lot to do, that there's a lot to work on, there's a, a lot to improve on, there's things, issues that need addressing, need sorting. Um, the away form... I think the the combination of, of Danilo and, and Dominguez praised that in the West Ham game because I thought it worked really well. I'm not sure it did on Saturday away from home. Maybe it was the wrong choice. Um, having said that, we, we kind of wanted continuity and momentum in terms of selection, but it's a difficult one. And I think Nuno still has a fair bit to work out and to um, to try to correct, particularly at the back. The goals were, were, were just poor um, and they're, they're all avoidable. That's the frustrating thing. Forest shot themselves in the foot um, and it's things like that that you really need to cut out to 
go on a run to, to build on that West Ham win and climb the table. Yeah, Forest go from probably their best performance in a week to, to probably their one of the worst of the season, um, at least under Nuno so far, in my opinion. Uh, Sam, when you look at the the selection um, from Nuno, and, and as Sarah touched on there, playing near Carte at left-back when you've got Harry Toffolo on the bench, it, it did seem strange to do that. And, and I think, for me, that was the first time that Nuno actually probably got it wrong so far in his tenure as Forest manager, do you agree? Yeah, I, I was worried when I first saw the team sheet. Um, you've got one of the quickest wingers on on the right-hand side for Aston Villa in the league, in Leon Bailey. And no disrespect to, to Musa because he's a fantastic centre-back, but he's he's not someone that you want up against Leon Bailey. Um, so, yeah, it panicked me a little bit when I saw it. I, to be honest, I, when I first saw the team sheet, I was considering whether we were going to go for a back five and whether mm. it was one of the, either the midfield two or Hudson Odoi was going to play as like a left wing back. Um, but obviously they'd lined up in a four and it clearly wasn't the right decision. Yeah, that um, that left side of defence really, really struggled. And all three of those goals came from the left hand side in the first half. So it clearly shows that something wasn't quite right there. And yeah, unfortunately, I, I think this is probably the first time I'm going to say it. I think it was probably. The first time Murillo had a poor game um, in a Forest shirt. I mean, I think we've come to expect so much of him. He's he's still so young and he's he's so talented. Um, but yeah, it was probably the first time I think he's got done. And you said about you said about the two midfielders, Sarah. I think it didn't really work. I think it, when we're mm. on top of games, I think those two work really well together because they're really high energy. When we're struggling, I think there was a, quite a few times where um, the ball was going into Ollie Watkins' feet and the, both centre halves were getting dragged out, and it was causing us all sorts of problems. Um, I think Murillo and Felipe were trying to be touch tight to him and he was he was having a field day out there in the first half. So yeah, the tactics weren't quite there. And but but to give him credit, Nuno, I think he, he made those reactive changes straight after half time, which is all you can ask for. He clearly re realised that it wasn't working like we all could. Um, and he changed it and obviously we started to get a foothold back in the game after after half time. Um, obviously, minus giving away the silly goal that kind of killed it for us. It looked like we were we were starting to get back into it and starting to to kind of yeah fig figure out ways of getting breaking Villa down and and yeah, it's just a shame that we gave that really silly goal away as as we have done so many times this season. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, lots of comments actually uh, about uh, Murillo. Um, quite a few coming in. Uh, it's this one here uh, it says Murillo looked out of um, place and really had a bad day at the office. Um, yeah, I think I think that was probably one of his worst games as, as a Forest player. And and also when you, I suppose Sarah, when you go into the halftime break and two of your centre backs are on yellow cards, it was a, mm. it was almost an easy decision for Nuno to make to have to to, to have to make those changes. And and then Noma Baladelli um, obviously came on and. and he kind of gives that goal away, which is a shame because, and it, and it just felt like it was going to be one of those days where the players that that, that have performed recently for Forest and, and almost been unsung heroes in terms of Omobaladeli, it just seemed like it was one of those games where there was no room for error and and potentially there was a little bit against West Ham, whereas this is Villa aside that are fourth in the league and and you really have to just make every chance count and and, and you can't afford to give away sloppy goals like that. Yeah, Villa are a completely different prospect to to West Ham, um, and to have got something, I think it was going to take everybody being on it on Saturday, um, from front to back, to to have any kind of chance of getting something. Um, Villa were in that kind of mood, and Forrest had too many players who who weren't on it. Um, we mentioned Murillo, but he was far from the only one. Felipe, alongside him, um, I thought he had a bad day as well. Both got the yellow cards. 
Felipe just didn't assert himself in the way that you'd expect someone of his experience and, and what we've all seen from him before. He didn't do that. Perhaps that didn't help Murillo as well. And also Murillo having Neocarte alongside him and having maybe to to cope with that as well. I think it just unsettled the whole defence. It was it, it was the wrong setup and it just didn't work from the start. And then it was Forrester on the back foot trying to handle it and it just had a knock-on effect. Dominguez as well, I thought he had a real off day. For someone who really um, was dominant the week before and was really important and key to the way that Forrest played, he wasn't on Saturday. Um, it, it was just... Too many players weren't at their best and you needed somebody then to, to kind of take it by the scruff of the neck. But against a team like Villa, it's difficult to do that. We know Forrest can score goals under Nuno. There's no problem with creating chances and, and um, maybe could have had more on Saturday. We mentioned the Alanga chance, Ryan Yates had one as well. It's at the back where, where it's still an issue, where they still need to work on things and it's finding the right setup and it, it just shows how important it is to get the team selection right and the balance and the um, the tactics can have a big difference against a team like Villa um, because Unai Emery is a, a really good manager. I think it, everything needed to go Forest way to be in with a chance on Saturday and it didn't and they, they didn't help themselves with that. No, no, they certainly didn't. It, it, it's a bit of a difficult question, this one, Sam. Um, and... On, I was just. Gonna, I, yeah. I'm glad and you're I, asking Sam and not me. <laughs> and I was just trying to kind of think, and, and I look and I look back to last season with Forest, and and at this point of the season, defensive wise, you, as a fan, Sam, are you more confident with this season's defense than you were with last season's? It, it, and, and it's a really difficult question because there's a lot of players that you know it's a, it's a huge changes in the back four. But do you feel confident in terms of Forest defending more this season or last season? Were you were you more confident? It's been very hit and miss. I think this season, I, as a whole, I think this season I've been felt more secure, and that's partly down to having Murillo at the back. As I say, it's, we, we we all agree that it was he didn't play well, but basically every other game that we've watched him, he's been superb, and he's he's looked like an absolute Rolls Royce at the back. So he's been one of the main reasons that I think we look secure. But then, like I say, we have those off games. Like I think back to the Fulham game where we ship five goals away, away there and we just have those moments. But then, like you say, we, we, it was such a solid, solid performance defensively against West Ham last week. And I think back to like the Man United game where obviously we gave a soppy goal away. But they'd never look like even scoring in open play and it it's it's a really weird one for me because i think i feel more secure this this season but we just have those little blips now and then where we look like 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 saturday where we could concede four four goals and make mistakes um so yeah it's a bit of a strange one um obviously you can't you can't do that against teams like villa um you'll get punished and obviously we've got a bit of a bit of a tricky run in in the next few few weeks in terms of some of the teams that we're going to play and if we if we make those mistakes continuously against those teams we we're, we're going to find ourselves uh, on the end of a few few more maybe four goal four goal losses so hopefully that that kind of cuts out and um we go back to being solid at the back yeah i agree good answer to a difficult question sorry <laughs> um 
Sarah, I won't, I won't, I won't ask you the same one. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> when you, um, when you look at, at, at the the game on Saturday and an almost half time game, and, and Forrest made the changes, and then we came out and you, and, and you scored a quick goal, and then all of a sudden the, the game is totally changed, and you could feel, you know, I could sense in the away end, Villa Park felt really nervous at that point. Their fans were were were, were really struggling, and, and and you really thought, hang on a minute, this is the time to capitalise for Forest, and maybe that was the time to kind of go and hit them more. But but it just didn't didn't seem to me that 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 we did that. Obviously, it led to the Omar Baladelli mistake, which, as Sam said earlier, kind of kills the game. But at that point, I I I, I was just kind of thinking, surely Forest should have really really gone for it then, and it, it just didn't seem the they did, and I, I just think that kind of summed up the day, really, that, that when Villa were most vulnerable, we just didn't really seem to to try and exploit them, because I still think we could have had another goal in there. Yeah, I, I think there were chances. The Alanga one was the big one, um, and the kind of form that he's been in, you, you, you'd think he would at least hit the target, because he's shown he's capable of it before, and he's, he's just... It just didn't happen. Um, I have to say, I don't think... Taiwo was at his sharpest on Saturday. He's somebody that Nuno is managing and he's talked about how he's having to manage his workload in training and in games. And I, I think maybe it was just a little bit too far for him on Saturday. He, he didn't look at it at all. Um, I know he got an assist, but it wasn't his, his best game. Um, Origi came on and made a real difference. I thought he looked really good. That ball um, for, for Morgan's goal was excellent. Tough choice for, for Wednesday night, whether Nuno starts Taiwo or starts Origi, uh, because I think he, he staked his claim to start. Um, he, he did really well, but it's it's finding again, it's finding the right combinations and finding the right um, the right formulas because it's going to be a, a difficult game on Wednesday night as well. It's um, Man United at, at home. It's the kind of game where you think there's a lot. A lot at stake going to the next round of the FA Cup. Um, Forest certainly want to do that, and the kind of Man United were up and down, so it's certainly there for the taking. The way that Forest can can play at the City Ground and the atmosphere and everything, but a lot rests on the selection, I think, and getting it right and finding the right kind of setup um, to really get at them. Yeah, Forest Man U on Wednesday night. For so long, I wanted to play Man U so many times in the championship when Forrest in the championship and then since we've got to the Premier League we've played them that many times not that I'm getting sick of playing Man United because <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather play Man United than, than Rotherham away on a Wednesday night no disrespect to Rotherham uh, but in the same sense li- living up in Manchester um, yeah, yeah don't take just, it for granted don't take yeah, it for granted Mark yeah, exactly Sam exactly um, right let's touch on Origi as Sarah mentioned there Sam he, he looked sharp and, and you know he kind of contributed to the goal of course what have you made to him? Um, I won't lie, I've 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 criticised him kind of on this podcast recently, but but I feel like maybe it could be a turning point for him. And if he starts against um, against United on Wednesday, there's confidence the world good potentially, and, and almost like a bit of a nothing to lose kind of free hit game on Wednesday for him. Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez a, a funny one. He's clearly got bags of talent. I mean, he wouldn't have been at the top level. He wouldn't have won what he's won without it. But. I don't know. Sometimes he just doesn't seem like he's bothered. I don't. I. I I'm not his biggest fan. If it, if all three strikers were fit, I'd I'd have him third choice personally. Um, he shows those moments like that ball for Gibbs White was fantastic, great great pass. But then he fades in and out of games. Um, like when we when we kind of signed him on loan, and obviously he wasn't really getting into the team because obviously you've got yeah Tywo and then Chris Wood was starting to score goals, and 
he had a bit of a spell. I'd go going back to that Fulham game just because it sticks out in, in my mind. There was that twenty minutes at the start of the game. He looked really, really sharp, and I thought, oh, finally we've got we've got Liverpool Deepak Origi, and and this this is what he's going to he's going to do. And then obviously we kind of capitulated a little bit, and he just fades out the game. And I think that's kind of been a summary of his season. If he's not, um, if we're not on top, he's not going to be someone that changes the game for us. And I think that someone like Tyro one year. He can he can drag you in back into a game just in a, in a split second, and I just don't think Arie is that person. I, if Tyway's fit, Tyway has to play for me. Um, there's there's he's just offers so much more, um, and I just think he's he's more bothered than than Arigi, Arigi seems. Um, I, I'm sure he is. I'm, I'm sure he is bothered. I might be doing him a disservice here, but that's just looking at from 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 in the stands. That's how it that's how it looks to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um... And and it, I, I just still th- I really I, I keep going back to the point that that as you said Sam he's got bags of talent he won so many you know he won major competitions with Liverpool scored in the Champions League final yeah he just can't really seem to do it with Forest and and Taiwo seems a lot sharper given that, that as Sarah mentioned a bit um, earlier still struggling probably with fitness and, and and obviously having to manage his workload um, yeah can I just I was just gonna say like it's yeah just, it's it's even like the the fact that I don't think he's he's if, if we get him in front of goal, I think he'll score. I think he's he's that sort of player that will score. But I just don't think he's got that desire to kind of or or that willingness to create the chances. Whereas someone like Tyler and Chris Wood, they do it themselves. Whereas Origi needs to just fall to him. And I don't doubt that if it falls to him, he'll he'll finish it. But yeah, it's it's creating those chances for him. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be interesting to see him start maybe a full ninety minutes in the next few weeks alongside Alanga and Hudson Odoi and see how kind of that front three faces up and then uh, Morgan just behind as well. Um, Sarah, when you look at, at, at the substitutions Nuno made and of course uh, Ryan Yates comes on and, and he has that big chance. Do you think this was maybe a Ryan Yates game from the start potentially. It's one of those games where it's going to be quite you know Forrest almost needed to make it a little bit scrappy, showing teams a little bit too much respect, and and we had to kind of was get into him quite early on, and and maybe Yates was that player. Yeah, um, uh, as I said, I think the the partnership between Dominguez and Danilo didn't really work, and I think that's probably something to look at away from home because Forrest have got some big, big away games coming up between now and the end of the season. So Nuno has to look at that and, and see what works best um, away from home. I think Ryan Yates probably, games like that, you're right, he gets stuck in. He um, doesn't have the, the the technicality of a Danilo or a Dominguez, but what he offers in, in other areas can really help change games, get you on the front foot, break up play and just put the kind of effort in that we all know he brings. Um, I think he should have finished that chance, but he had just a, he had just come on. Um, and it is difficult when you're coming into games cold and all of a sudden, if you're not a natural striker and the ball falls to you, it's perhaps a little bit understandable that he, he didn't quite catch it right. You, I'm sure he would still expect to have done better. But when you've, when you've just come onto the pitch, I think maybe there's a little bit of leeway there for him. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, still waiting for him to get his first Premier League goal because I, I think he he just about deserves it by now. I, um, I just want him to score his first goal. Scored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to come, surely. Um, yeah, make it all maybe... go for, we can all go for swimming the trend. Can't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one to you. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he's... He, got to get one at some point maybe one of the big ones at, towards the end of the season and it's um, it proves to be decisive hopefully that's when it uh, when it falls for him 
Um, but he keeps getting in those kind of positions, which which you want as a midfielder. He's getting there. It's just the the end bit. Um, I'm sure it's something that he's working on because he, um, he's desperate to get on the score sheet, desperate to get his first Premier League goal. So hopefully it happens for him. Do you think um, Sam Yates is, is, is such an important character to have around the club? And, and when you look at what's possibly next for Forrest with, as we talk about all the time, a possible points deduction and, and tough games coming up and, and really being in a relegation fight and trying to survive this season, Forrest need leaders like him, don't you really, off the pitch and, and on it at times? Yeah, um, especially now that obviously Worrell's out on loan. I think that obviously there's been a lot being said about about Joe Worrell, but at the end of the day, he's he was Forrest through and through and he was that, whether he was playing or not, I'm sure he was the, the voice in that changing room. And without him, I think Ryan's definitely got to be the one that steps up. He's obviously the same, same situation as Joe, but he's he's got to be that one that steps up. And I think, like you said, sir, I think someone someone in that midfield really just to break up the play mm. and stop Villa, from, stop Villa from playing um, would have been perfect. I think, I don't know if he played in the, in the game against when we played Villa at the start of the season and we won, but that's that's the sort of thing that we need. Like they didn't even get a chance to play in that game. And I'm, assu- I'm sure Ryan Yates would have been starting or him or Sangare, someone in there that's just going to stop that ball going to Watkins' feet and, and stop them from, from playing. That's that's what we needed. Um, I mean, I think there was a there was a moment in the game where I think Douglas Louise was was running through the midfield and Domingos tried to tackle him, and he just put his arm out and and pushed him off. And I thought, yeah, this is going to be a rough afternoon for those two in midfield today. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a really important player. Um, whatever you say about his his technical ability, I think he's he offers so much to this team. And there's the, that that sort of player has kind of gone out of the game now. That kind of midfield hard man enforcer kind of kind of role and it's it's I think it's just it's important for us yeah massively important um let's touch on a few positives uh Forrest's xg I mean he's lower away from home but saying that one positive despite the poor performance is that we've still scored two goals and then and that is the thing Sarah isn't it is Forrest with that front three as we keep talking about with Taiwo when when he will be back in the next few weeks, hopefully fully fit and, and, and sharp, with Alanga, with Hudson Adoy, it really can damage damage teams. And I was listening to a Villa podcast, and they said the exact same that the Forest uh, that Villa were a little bit lucky in a way that that almost the Forest front three didn't have more chances. Yeah, I mean they're, they're capable of causing any team problem. Um, we know the pace that, that Alanga's got. Callum Hudson Adoy is really starting to show what he can do. We know what Tyro is all about. Morgan Gibbs White. Um, Everybody knows what talent he's got. There's a lot of quality at the top end of the pitch. It's just giving them the opportunity to to play. Um, they didn't get that on Saturday, but they still caused Villa problems, and they still gave them moments where they created chances where they um, had Villa on the back foot. It just didn't happen often enough. Um, but every game Forest have an opportunity that they are creating chances every game they've always been in matches generally under Nuno um, Saturday first half aside but I think that the positive was the way that Forest responded on Saturday um, earlier in the season having gone 3-0 down I think they perhaps it, it could have been another Fulham um, because the, it, it's just having that reaction that character that spirit Forrest had that on Saturday um, and they have to take encouragement from that because they're going to need that between now and May um, 
they responded in the right way. Nuno's changes helped. But I was also impressed with the, how the players took it upon themselves as well. We saw Morgan Gibbs-White after the second goal went in and he, he gathered everybody around and had a little team talk on the pitch. And yeah, there was a bit of finger pointing and, and, and players maybe having a, a bit of a go at the defending. But I think that showed the fight and it showed the desire and it showed the passion. And that's what you want. And Nuno's talked a few times about how he wants the players to have responsibility on the pitch to try to solve problems um, themselves as well as having the help from the sidelines and I think that showed that Morgan we talk about Yates being a leader Morgan Gibbs White is that as well I think he's he's really stepped up and he, he really wears the armband well he he's really good at um, trying to g everybody up trying to make sure that everybody um, gives it their all even if it's not quite happening he leads by example and he sets the right standards and I think that that little team talk showed showed what he is as a captain. Um, and Forest need that. They, they need players like that, not just Ryan Yates. They need others as well. Um, and, and Morgan has certainly got that. That resolve is so important. Not to fold when you when you conceded three goals and it looks like it's going to be one of those days and, and nothing's happening. It, it can be so easy for heads to go and heads to drop. And that didn't happen. So I think there has to be some kind of encouragement and confidence taken from that. Um, because it, I think at 3-0, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a, a repeat of Fulham, the way it was going. Um, the fact that it, that didn't unfold um, showed a lot of character. Yeah, um, it did. Forrest have scored 17 Premier League goals in Nuno's time in charge so far. And that's the same as the first 17 games of the season under Steve Cooper. So that is a positive heading into this kind of final stretch and, and a final stretch that, that will be difficult. Before we move on, Sam, and we look at the Man United game and the Liverpool game, I mean, two huge games in, in the space of a week and, and three if you included the Villa game. Um do you fear for Forest? Again, it's a difficult question, and I'll answer it as well. Maybe. Um, do you fear for Forest going down this season, given a possible points deduction, given huge games coming up, and and and, and given the fight probably from other teams? You look at the likes of Luton and and, and obviously Everton as well. We're going to be in in, a, in and around it, like hundred um, percent. I just think at the moment we're just too inconsistent. We have good games and bad games, and you, it's. Especially with the point deduction looming, we'd, we'd need to we'd need to be at least well well if we're if we're saying ten points, we need to be at least ten points clear. And I think for that we have to we have to really um, really become a bit more consistent as a team. Um, and I think yeah, there are games where we do have to treat them as free hits, like this Liverpool game at the weekend. I mean, we beat them last year at home. I don't see why we can't do it again. The team that we've got now is arguably better. Um, so. I mean, I'd hope so on the money spent, but um, yeah, it's 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 a tough one, and I think we're definitely going to be in and around it. I think like it really struck fear into me when I saw that Everton were beating Brighton away again. I was like, oh, for, God, for God's sake, here we go! And then Brighton managed to managed to somehow save save that one, but yeah, we're we're going to be right in amongst it. So just got to fingers crossed, really, that we don't we don't suffer that point deduction. Yeah. Um... I think I think I think that if Forrest do get your up, opinion. Yeah, I, I do think it's um I, I I honestly do think that if Forrest get a point deduction that's that's probably any more than three or four points, then then I do fear for us. I think I think it's a, a, a huge mountain to climb. Um yes, there will be a bit of a siege mentality, but but in the same sense you've got huge games uh, coming up. 
I mean, you look at the likes of Luton away and, and Sheffield United away towards the end of the season. And I mean, the last game of the season's away at Burnley, and I do think I do think Burnley and Sheffield United will already be relegated by then. I, I do think those two are confirmed. I, I just think it's between this last space. Saying that, you never know what can happen. Football is is a funny game, and and maybe. Um, I mean, Palace were kind of dragged into it a little bit, but but they've got a new manager now, so that will probably help with with Oliver Glasner and 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 maybe um, maybe Brentford will be dragged into it more. Who knows? But but I do think it would it will be between Forest, Everton, and Luton. So I just, we will see. I just think we need to. I don't know what the what, what's going on behind the scenes, but we need to know soon. It's not fair to to keep dragging this out. And if we if it's dragged out right to the end of the season. It, does, it doesn't give us a fair representation. Obviously, I know that Everton have, uh, are also facing the same sort of situation, but we need to know what, where we stand now so that we can prepare for what we've got. If, if we get to the end of the season and then get hit with it after the season finishes or with one game to go, it's, it, it's not. I don't think it's fair. So hopefully we find out soon whatever the fate is. And if it's, if it's a point deduction, then we can all get behind everyone, galvanise everyone and, and really push on for a, a survival charge but yeah we just need to know sooner rather than later yeah we do uh forest i think it, sarah is it forest of a meeting in the next week or two well i think we haven't got an exact date and um, they obviously have the hearing um which is being kept quite secretive about um I wouldn't be surprised if it drags on a little bit because we've seen Everton's original charge, their appeal um, still hasn't been sorted. So I think you kind of have to prepare that it might drag on and that it might be after the season's finished when everything's finally sorted. I think you kind of have to prepare for uh, the worst um, and hope for the best to, to sum up a cliche. But yeah, it's... It's not what anybody wants. It's not. It's far from ideal having that uncertainty and that um, that kind of threat of a, a deduction hanging over the club and, and nobody knowing for sure. But it, it, I think for Nuno and the players, it's just doing what they need to do on the pitch at the minute um, because that's all they can control and that that can have a big say in what happens at the end of the season. Um, I think. Yes, inconsistency is a concern at the minute, but if you look at, at last season and the way that Forest finished the, the campaign, they went on that really good run. Um, there was a stage, I think, beginning of April where everybody thought it was looking quite bleak and it was quite grim. And then all of a sudden it was that Liverpool game away that there was a turning point and there was a really good performance put in. I didn't get a result from it but they kicked on from it um, and then just went on a really good run in the last, whatever it was, seven, eight, nine games or something and picked up points, played well um, and they are capable of doing that again. It, it's it's just getting that little run put together um, and I do think having a, a consistent side will help with that. Nuno isn't being helped by injuries. He's obviously got a few more to, to contend with now. Um, having the three AFCON players come back injured is is far from ideal because they're all key players. Um, they would all probably be in the starting eleven when fully fit and when um, when back involved. But it's the kind of thing that Nuno has had to deal a lot with a lot um, since he's been in charge, and it's just another one of those things that he's having to kind of contend with and. 
make use of what he's got. That's what you have a squad for. That's what you have the other players to come in and um, and show what they can do and, and keep points being ticked over. Um, because I think Forests are capable of going on a good run. They do have that quality. They do have the players that can do that. It's just showing it. It's just doing it on the pitch. Um, and hopefully they do that be- between now and the end of the season. Yeah, uh, totally agree. And a huge game in the FA Cup on Wednesday night and then in the league against Liverpool. Um, Sam, do you think Forrest should be taking the FA Cup seriously? This is a chance to get to the quarter-final of the Cup. That's one game away from Wembley. Um, and you just never know that, that it might give us momentum a little bit like it did with, with Cooper in the Championship and, and that promotion-winning season. Again, a difficult question because I, if... If you could guarantee me um, survival in the Premier League right now, and we'd have lost that game to Blackpool, I'd have, I'd have taken it. I'd obviously, I, in my opinion, I think Premier League survival is the priority. But I think you're very valid in that point, saying that we could use it as a bit of a platform to to boost what we're doing. It's just, I just get scared that someone's vital is going to get injured in one of these games, and like, it's it, that it's gonna it's gonna impact our season that way. Um, obviously, everyone loves a cup run. I think. I mean, the the cup from last season was fantastic, um, and 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 it's 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 nice that we're that we're kind of turning up because we've been terrible in cup competitions over the last twenty odd years, um, not really getting out the past the third round in, in in most FA cups. So it's nice that we're we're kind of competing now and, and we're we're up there. But if we lose on Wednesday, I won't be too bothered if we go and get a point or three against Liverpool. Uh, yeah, um, Sarah, you 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 agree with that, and and you look ahead to that to that Liverpool game, and, and given their um, busy schedule with with the cup final yesterday, and and they'll be on a high after that, and then they've, they're playing in the FA Cup this week, the same as Forest, and then same rest period, quite a lot of players out. Again, it's a, it's a chance to it's a, it's a good chance to play Liverpool. Mm, yeah, I, I, for that reason, I think that the, that Wednesday night is really important. A, a big game against Man United get a good result and a good performance in that and then go into the Liverpool game in, in good spirits, that would do confidence the world of good um, and help with momentum and everything. So I think Wednesday night is really important. And I, I think Nuno generally has gone with a strong lineup. Um, he might make a few changes, I guess, because of um, maybe the injury concerns and maybe the fact that there's a big game on Saturday. But I think he'll want to build momentum. I think he'll want to... Um, to see a response from Saturday um, to put a, a better performance in and then have that to carry into the Liverpool game um, because it, it it's a big one on Saturday. It, it's, it's, it's the kind of game where you think Forest can have a, have a really big performance and they're capable of getting a result. To go into that on the back of a, a win over Man United in the FA Cup, I think would just be the perfect platform um, and just helps lift the mood after Saturday because we all know how one result, one performance can just make such a massive difference. It did after the West Ham game and then all of a sudden it's it's different again after um, after Villa. But to go into Saturday on the back of a, a really good win, I, I think would just be, it would be huge. Um, and it would do the players um, a lot of good in terms of confidence as well. Yeah, knowing Forrest will beat Man United 2 or 3-0 and then 
Liverpool might be a disaster, but maybe that's just me, me, me being negative. I mean, so I take I take it if we if we win both games, that that'd be spot on. That'd be perfect. Yeah, that that, yes. that would be the dream. <laughs> that's, um, that's the dream. <laughs> Finally, then, just before we go and, and before we do uh, the competition, Sam, uh, just give us a bit of um, info and, and kind of background info on on how um, the Tricky Tees business really started and, and kind of where you're at now with it. Yeah, sure. So I uh, kind of started it a little uh, a couple of years ago. Didn't really it was it was kind of didn't really take it too seriously till till maybe a year or so ago. Um, but yeah, and no, I always enjoyed kind of being creative and and enjoyed doing digital artwork. And I've obviously seen what the guys at Art of Football do and, and really like their sort of stuff. So I thought, I don't know, I'll, I'll have a go of it on my own. And so, yeah, started off just doing some kind of generic football designs. And then I was like, well, I may as well make this all about Forest because that's what I really care about. <laughs> so, so yeah, did start doing some, some more Forest designs. And yeah, it's been, it's been going really well. Um, obviously trying to, trying to kind of get my name out there a little bit with it and get more people seeing it. But it's great. I've had some great moments. I've seen fans wearing my t-shirts at games, which is cool. Um, I've had a message from, uh, Danilo's agent in Brazil saying that he'd seen the design I've done for him and then arranged to go and meet up and give him the t-shirt, which oh, was great. And then had the same thing for Felipe. And I've got a photo on my, on my Instagram of, of Felipe wearing, uh, wearing the t-shirt I designed for him. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, I was like this pod as well. It's something that I'd never been able to do and it started. So yeah, it's really great. And, um, hopefully other forest fans enjoy the sort of enjoy the t-shirts that, uh, that I make. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a hobby for me at the moment, but hopefully, uh, we can continue to grow it and, and see where it goes, see where it takes me. No, 100%. And, and people can uh, search Tricky Tees uh, across uh, Instagram and, and also uh, online as well for the website. Um, so what we're going to do then for the podcast is we're going to give one of our lucky viewers or listeners um, a chance to win uh, the T-shirt that, that Sam's wearing now. For those <laughs> watching on YouTube, he is uh, modelling it very nicely. It's uh, the Alanga T-shirt. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, listening back to this, uh, you can uh, search Tricky Tees and you will see the design that we're talking about. Uh, to be with a chance to win the competition, all you've got to do uh, is go over to our YouTube channel, Garibaldi Red, watch today's episode, uh, like and comment as well. Um, comment, it can be a comment about anything whether your thoughts on forest at the minute or just very simply uh, a comment like win uh, and then if you go over to instagram as well and give sam a follow then you will enter yourself into the competition uh, that is how you do it for those listening on spotify and apple Podcasts. you will have to venture over to the dark side on youtube for us uh, to be in with a chance of winning it and then one of you lucky people will get the chance to win the t-shirt i don't know about you sarah but i might enter it well, I was just going to say, are we uh, are we allowed, or are we are we not permitted to? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Might look, bit, might look a bit dodgy if I don't use it. Maybe for the next podcast, we could all wear the Alanga matching T-shirts. We could have Garibaldi <laughs> red boots. Sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. Uh, so that's the way to enter. And uh, if you're unsure, we'll put a few tweets out on social media as well uh, with a step-by-step -step, um, basis. And for those watching on YouTube as well, because we've been live today, uh, the Spotify and Apple podcast version won't come out in, until later on this afternoon. So, uh, so bear with us on that. Right, I think that does us uh, nicely. Fingers crossed for a positive forest performance on wednesday night sam sarah thank you very much and as always if you do enjoy this episode leave us a review on spotify and apple podcast like share and subscribe across youtube have a great rest of your day Bye.